Hey everyone, welcome to the Modern Heathen Man. I want to thank you all for joining us today. I'm here with my wife, Kelly. Hello. And we're just going to talk a little bit today. So, I don't really have a topic today. There's a couple things going on in the heathen world, um, around me specifically. And I don't really want to touch base on it, because I don't want to defame anybody or bring any ill will. ill will toward anyone or anything like that. So it's not that. What I'm just going to talk about today is choosing where you belong as a heathen how to choose where you belong, and what you want to look for in a place. Um, and, of course, these are my own... These are things we've talked about before. Yeah, these are my own concepts, though, on what I want to look for. And we'll go over that a little bit and um, go from there. I'm not going to push anybody. I'm not going to pull anybody. I'm not going to do anything like that. So don't misunderstand me. I'm just giving ideas here on what you want to look for when you're doing your stuff. So let's just start out with uh, today's SUNY Day. So, Suna's day. Um, So, let's pray Suna today. So, hail Suna for bring us light, bring us love. Hail Suna for bring us the warmth of the summer. Hail Suna for bring us the um, bounty of the field and the things that we like to eat in the summer. All the fruits and vegetables. Watermelon, specifically, I kind (laughs) of like. So. Uh, my and daughter, strawberries. And strawberries, right. The beautiful flowers that we like to look at. Um, Hail Suna for warming the time and bring us the energy to do that. So, Hail Suna and Suna's day. Hail, Hail. Suna. So, um, with that said, let's talk a little bit about um, what's going on in the, the heathen world. I see a lot of turmoil right now, a lot of um, misunderstanding, a lot of um, changes happening within the heathen world um, from my end. To say from my end, I don't know if it's happening in your world either, but I wanted to touch base a little bit on it because it could be daunting and it could be really scary to people who have um, vested and invested their interest in a specific place to see things going on and to see things happening. Well, I, I and, think there's a lot of confusion. Yeah, a lot of confusion, not really understanding what's happening there or how to deal or process with that. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, Again, I'm not going to get specific, so we're not going to do that. But let's talk a little bit about finding a place to call home within the heathen world. Okay? So the first thing is, when I was being taught to be heathen way back when, one of the things that stuck with me was how the gentleman told me that it is a solitary path. Do you remember that, Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So... I learned early on that it was a solitary path, but I come to find out that it's really not. Um, I don't think he understood how to say what he wanted to say. Now, I will say that it is a solitary path in the sense that you must continually search yourself. You must continually alone search the gods and search for answers for your daily self. It's not like... The things the gods tell me are for you. The things the gods tell me are for me and me alone. And they work for me. And this is where veneration comes in. Because if I'm going to honor those gods, they're going to honor me. If I'm going to be on the right side of the gods, they're going to be on the right side of me. So with that said, when he says solitary, I think what he means is the study aspect of it, the prayer aspect of it, the meditation aspect of it, and the personal sacrifice that you're going to do for the gods. Well, and I think when we were starting to learn about this, it was more solitary. There wasn't groups out there. There wasn't Facebook. There wasn't 
um, a community and a social media presence right. that you could learn from yeah. somebody else. Yeah. It was a fairly new thing, especially here in the United States. Right. So as time went on, we found out that we were not solitary anymore. There was a lot of believers that believed in the same thing we believed in. A lot of believers that had the same path as us. A lot of believers that had the same ideals as us. And a lot of believers that had the same um, wants and needs as us. So we begin searching for places to talk about being heathen and to join other heathens and do things, if you will, online kindreds is what we were looking for, places where we can join in with one another and enjoy being heathen. So that all happened. Then someone comes up with the great idea that they should organize these and make them into, I don't want to say churches, but religious organizations. And in doing so, become 501c3s and have great aspirations as to what they want to do. Well, that all begins to happen. And then I want to say, someone puts their two cents in and say, yeah, but what about these people that we don't believe their way? What about these people that are not universalists? What if they are tribalists? Or folkish. Or folkish. We don't want to follow those people. So they begin saying that they're not them, and they make edicts saying that they're not them, and they make this and saying that they're not them. Let me say this, and I'm going to... Don't misunderstand when I say it. I don't believe in those people's ways. I, I really don't, okay? But we live in the United States, and under the First Amendment of the United States... Everyone has a right to worship the way they choose to worship. If they believe you should get naked and run around a fire, you get naked and run around a fire. If they believe that you should go ahead and um, sacrifice chickens every Sunday, they're going to sacrifice chickens every Sunday. If they believe that they should go catch poisonous snakes, put them in a box, and then dance around them and do whatever, they're going to do that. There's nothing wrong with that for them. There's nothing wrong with that for the idea of what they believe in. I don't have to go into those places. I don't have to join those things. And I don't have to do those things. I believe that I am heathen, a satru, and universalist. And I believe that everyone has the right to worship the way I worship. I believe that everybody has the ability to come in and join me for what I want to do without a problem. On the same token, I will let those people do what they do without a problem because that's their right. Now, with that said, a lot of these places have taken stances against them, and I understand that as well. Um, Those are good stances to say, we're not for them, we're not going to support them, we're not going to do anything with them because they don't do what we believe is right. I understand that. What's taken hold in the heathen community is the idea of being a watchdog program, of lashing out and attacking anything that they believe to be non-universalist. Anything they see as tribalist. Anything they see as folkish. Now, I'm going to say, I believe you can worship the way you want to worship, as long as you don't hurt others in doing so. So I'm against anyone that does anything to hurt anyone. 
I'm against anything that is racist or demeaning to anyone to hurt their feelings or anything like that. However, <clears throat> what I'm not against is people worshipping the way they wish to worship without hurting anybody around them. That's it. I'm also not the place that you have to go to when that happens. There are places in the federal government um, and other organizations that fight for the rights of people to do specific things. That's not what we do. That's their whole job. They're paid for that. And we can work with them to do whatever is needed to do if someone within our circle has been hurt, harmed, or defamed, defamed through those places. Now, with that said, let's go back to people searching the Internet. So now people begin searching the Internet for these different places that they want to belong to. And, of course, there's a, a myriad of places across the country that have... Um, well, across the globe, actually. Yeah, across the globe that you can join in and become heathen with and do this with and do that with. And then, you know, you just want to make sure they're in the same belief system you are. <clears throat> so then as time progresses, <clears throat> we now see some 501c3s. We see some, you know, some organizations doing good things. And we decide that we, we want to become part of that. Well, like in any organization, you need people to run that organization. And those organizations are run by specific people that are either elected, appointed, or just fall into place as mm -hmm. those things. Then you have to worry about the ideals of those persons within those capacities. Um, we all are different people from different walks of life, and we all have ideas of how heathenry is and how heathenry should be. And one of the greatest things I was taught in heathenry was no one is wrong. The way you worship is the way you worship because that's how you worship. So no one can come and tell me that the way I raise my horn is incorrect because that's how I raise my horn. No one can come and tell me the way I do my bloat is incorrect because that's how I do my bloat. This is me doing what I want to do for the gods and whatever. Now... There's a true freedom in this religion to... Right. to, to be honest and open. Be honest and open and, and also to be yourself right. and to find your path, to find out how the gods speak to you. Yep. So with that said, we then have these people now that are, I don't want to say in control of or running, but specifically running the organization that they have, not the religion. And each of those people have their way of doing things, and as those people change, the way they expect things to be done within that organization change. So then you have all these other people that are joining the organization that want to say in what actually happens with the organization because they have become vested in it. Mm -hmm. They have given their time, their effort, their sacrifices, and all this other stuff to help this organization move along. And truly believe in what this organization <clears throat> is doing. Right. So then all of a sudden you have someone that pops up or something that pops up which turns that organization against itself. <clears throat> you have rules and regulations that need to be followed. You have rules and regulations that are written down, and people are not following those rules and regulations, removing people that they say are not following the rules and regulations, and just begin really having to defend itself to keep itself going consistently. Again, not saying anyone specific because I've seen this in a couple places. So, what do we as heathens do? <clears throat> what do we as heathens do? 
Well, a lot of heathens, you know, jump ship, and for good reasons. You know, there, there's no reason to stay in a place where you feel like you're not welcome, where you're not truly kin, where you're not truly um, growing anymore. And as they do that, we see these places now begin to attack those that have left. And, oh, they left for this reason, or they left for that reason, or they left for the other reason. And <clears throat> whether or not that organization is going to do that, again, this is where I have the problem of defaming, hurting, or harming someone else. I don't believe those organizations have the right to do that. If you leave, you leave. If you're kicked out, you're kicked out. It should be left alone. It should be left the way it is. But in the end, frith is frith, and they'll have to have their frith for it. So... What do we as heathens do? Let's, let's take a look at this for a second. The first thing we do is we can either stay there and continue to do our religion and continue to be the heathen that we are without the influence of those people. Or we can find someplace better that we feel is much better for us, that is much better for our well-being, that is much better for um, our growth and our path. When we do that, we grow. Even during adversity, we grow. So even in this place that seems to be pruning us down, usually if you prune a plant down, what's going to happen is you're going to have two shoots that come out and it's going to look bushier and get bigger and become more... Beautiful. More beautiful, exactly. So I speak from personal experience when I say this, that it's not all bad when you get kicked out or removed from these places. Not all bad at all. Because you can find more people that believe in what you believe in, and you can grow and become a better place. You can become a better person. I mean, look at a bonsai tree. I, I grow bonsai <laughs> trees myself, and we take these trees out of nature, which are going to grow really big and strong and huge, and we put them in a little pot, and we stifle their leaves, and we stifle their roots, we stifle this, and we give them very little soil, but they grow into something beautiful. They grow into a miraculous little piece of art <clears throat> that alone rivals the tree that it could have become. Well, and some of those are over 2,000 years old. Right. That are absolutely and they've lasted, beautiful. Right, they've lasted longer than the original tree that they would have lasted right. as, right. Because they're, they're not only put to that, but when you do that, it has to be taken care of more. It has to be, I don't want to say babied. babied. It, right. It does have right. to be babied, though. I mean, right. you're, you're pruning off the excess um, branches, right. branches. You're shaping it all the time. You're always seeing what it's doing, always making sure it has <laughs> enough water, always doing this, because that's what you have to do to nurture something to make it beautiful. So in the loss of your place here, even though you're removed from where you thought you were happy. <laughs> Sorry, someone's texting me. I apologize. <laughs> but yeah, so you, you move along. <clears throat> and when you do, you can grow. Some people will fall by the wayside and not grow and not become better and, you know, stew in what they believe to be the biggest loss of their life. But if we take that loss and we move it to something better and we begin to grow and we begin to talk to the gods and we begin to really seek the gods and do the things we're supposed to do, all this will be for the good. So when we're looking for a place, the first place that I look is, of course, on the Internet. And I make contact with the place, and I'll say, you know, hey, you know, I'm looking at your your organization. I really like it. Um, I've been reading through it. It seems like a good fit for me. 
Can you tell me more about it? And let's just see if somebody gets back to you. If someone doesn't get back to you, guess what? It's not worth it. It's not worth the time. It's not worth the effort because they're not very active. If someone gets back to you immediately, that's some place you may want to be. I usually give it a couple days. Yeah. Well, no, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Like in a month, if someone gets back to you, like, oh, okay. Yeah, guess, yeah. There's, yeah. there's nobody there. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so with that said, so you, you want to do like your homework. You want to ask as many questions as you can about the organization, what type of organization they are, if it doesn't say so already, um, what their membership is like where they're looking to be in the future, what they want to grow as, what they want to do, what's their main focus. Um, I like looking at places that the focus is new heathens, building families, and building community. Those are the three things I look at. If they're going to build frith community and families, I'm in. You know, That's what I want to see. Education is a big thing as well. If the people that are running the organization don't know about heathenry or satru, then how are they going to help you to grow in heathenry or satru? That's the next question, you know. So we want to make sure that the people know about what they're talking about, know about what they're invested into, understand how things work. Um, I don't care whether the place has a board of directors or not. I really don't. I don't care if they have a board that runs a place. But what I do care about is how the board runs the place. Um, it should be almost a democracy, yeah, or at least a conversation where there's not one person whose whose answer is the yeah, end it shouldn't all be a dictatorship. Be yeah, a yeah. dictatorship. Um, we've seen a couple of groups where that has been the case, where there's been sort of a dictatorship or somebody who wants to be the dictator. Right, right. And as I said, things change. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Things change through time, and things change through um, different people coming onto those boards and changing things through their ideas. So we have to look at all that as well. The last thing I look for is <clears throat> Gothar training. If they have training for Gothar and people that are going to run the religion, that's another good place I look for. And a lot of places don't have that because it's really hard. We, we don't, we're not like the Christians in the sense that we, we have a set schools. curriculum. Right, right. We don't have schools for this. We don't have a set curriculum for what a Gothar is or a Gothia or a Volva or a Drayton or a Shield Maiden or any number of the different classes of people. Yeah, Vitki that are within our religion. So... You know, Rune Master, we don't have specific things for that. We know of people that we associate that with, but we don't have a specific schooling that's um, generated where it makes it across the board that I can leave. Let's say I can leave the trove and go to where? Name place. Uh, the, the awake, uh, awoke, awake the North? Awake the North. I can't go with my troth thing from there and go to Awake the North and they recognize me as a Gothi. I can't do that. It's not done like that. But if I were a Christian, I could go from the Pentecostal church to the you know, Anglican church and they'd recognize my schooling as what it is and that'd be fine. So, you know, with a little bit of up classes to learn the Anglican way, I could go ahead and become an Episcopalian preacher a reverend or father, whatever you want to call it, and go from the Pentecostal one to there easily without a problem. So we don't have that. So 
with that said, um, the training that you want to grab there is really worthwhile, and see if they'll take, you know, your training from whatever you did, if you are one of those, if not, then, you know, whatever, or if that you want to become that. The other thing you have to watch with GoThar training is how <coughs> intensive it is, too, yeah. because there are some that we've seen that it's like, you answer four or five questions, and boop, you've got your GoThar training. Right. There are other ones that we've seen that are two-year, almost... Christian cemetery, se- seminary, yeah. not cemetery, seminary type um, trainings, trainings yeah. which is really, you know, you have to know your stuff because people are going to come to you as With a, a lot counselor, of things, right. as, as a guide, as somebody who knows what they're doing. You know, there's a lot of reading. I, I'm looking at our table. We're sitting at our kitchen table, and I see Joe has six books out right now that he refers to on a constant basis. Plus my own book. Plus his own personal notebook Binder, that he's yeah. put together. Yep. You know, so these are these are things that we have in our home. We have um, things on Norse mythology on our computer and stuff for our kids to, to learn. Right. Um, or, and even for us to learn because it's always good to go back and refresh ourselves on yeah. the Norse mythology or the Hav Mall or things like that. So Yeah, I even go back and read some of my papers I wrote. I mean, I right, have, I have right. articles I've written for magazines and newspapers that are um, Masatru magazines and newspapers that I have what, 30, 40 articles? Something like that. Yeah. And just to, you know, refresh yourself. But there should be, you know, for Gothar training, there should be something that's like a, a refresher course or a continuing education or something like that. Right. That you keep your, keep you on your toes, basically. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I got a surprise the other day. Someone was asking me about, um, what's that, worm? In yeah. A, yeah, a worm yeah. in um, heathen mythology. And I was like, a worm in heathen mythology? I had no clue what they were even talking about. I had to go and I had to search and look for it and find it. <laughs> it took and him sure, hours worth of research yeah. to find it. And he finally did. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I have heard this before. Yeah. But, you know, in learning. But you, it's way in the back of my head somewhere. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, in learning, sometimes you forget smaller things or, you know, things that don't you don't deal with on an everyday basis. You kind right. of forget that sometimes. Yeah. So, so that that's important too, and then you know you always want to be somewhere where you're going to progress. Even if you don't want to become a Gothar, you definitely want to take the Gothar training because that'll bring you into a better place of understanding of what you truly believe in. Um, the last thing is, I'm going to say this is always home rituals, home rituals, home rituals. I personally do a ritual every single day. My family doesn't always join in with me because their lives are a little busier than mine sometimes, but. Yeah, I go to work, yeah. and my son, my older son goes to work, and my younger son's in school. Reading his books and stuff, Reading right. his books. But, you know, we all have our own little things, and right. some of us, I don't have time to to meditate on everything every day. Nope. Well, June 6th, we're having an all thing here <laughs> at the house, so we'll have a big um, a big ceremony. Yep. I don't know how many people are showing up. I hope quite a few, but it looks like right now I don't know. So I, I have no idea. Yeah. So we're opening our home for that and having an all thing here, so it'll be nice. Um, mead, horns, ceremonies, and a bunch of heathens yes. hanging out with each other. It'll be nice. It'll be fun. Yep. Um, then with that said, I you know, I don't know what else to tell you to look for. Um, definitely consult the gods. Consult the ancestors. Consult yourself. Do the meditation on it. Do the thought process involved in really joining a place. I mean, I see so many people distraught right now because of... The powers of other people that I just I want to just shake them and say wake up and 
you know, just do your own thing. And I, I don't want to defame any place. Don't misunderstand me. I just want to say <clears throat> that people should wake up and do their own thing, consult the gods for themselves, consult the ancestors for themselves. Truly, 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 truly ask the powers that be where you should be um, and get their answer and wait for their answer. Sacrifice something for them to tell you where to go. You know, use Hemdall. He sees everything. Right. You know, sacrifice something to Hemdall and, you know, ask him, beg him to tell you where he wants you to be. And hopefully you can Well, you can and the find more out. education we have and the more we, we communicate with each other, the less Dratatosk is going to go back and forth and try to cause yeah. all these issues and stuff, too, yep. because he knows his place then. Yep. With that said, I'm going to say this. I'm getting ready to write a book with a friend of mine, and it's going to be on... Basically, you are? You didn't I, tell I, me I this. know you haven't told you. I asked a friend already. Wow. So I'm getting ready to write a book with a friend on, um, on basically go with our training and what you need to know as a heathen. Um, it's going to be a very open book. It's going to be a very time-consuming book because I don't want to hit on every topic because we have thousands of books that tell us what to do as heathens. We don't need that. But what we need to know is how to be a better heathen. How to bring heathenry to the world, how to open our doors to heathenry, how to become normal. Not that we're abnormal, but a normal religion like everybody else a is. A mainstream religion. A mainstream religion. Um, we have enough people now in the United States that are heathens to and start in other really. Too. Yeah, to really start. I don't want to say pushing our agenda, but, you know, really saying to people, look, we are a viable religion. We are people that vote. We are people that do this. We are people that do that. We shop at stores. We buy our groceries. So stop shunning us as what you think we are and learn what we really are and go from there. Before we before we go, we should touch on what's going on in in our communities and stuff here. All these riots and stuff going on here. We don't have any riots in our community. We well, live, no, in, little, not, we live not, in the middle of nowhere in Alabama. We, the closest thing we have to a riot is a have, chicken for 38 cents a pound. We do <laughs> have some communities, some people that we know, and some of these communities yeah. that are being affected by these riots. Yeah. And, you know, there are things coming up about white supremacy and, and white privilege and things like that. Yeah, just be careful when wearing your hammers out. Make yes, sure that please. our symbology is our symbology. And uh, just be careful. I know I touch, I get people in Minnesota on here, quite a few. And, and there's, yeah, yeah, we're especially worried about you in the Minnesota area. Um, yeah. And Well, actually, your brother was affected by this last night. Yeah. Um, Joe's brother lives in Tampa, and there were some pretty heavy, pretty riots, heavy in Tampa. riots last night. Um, fires, and there was a shooting near his house and things yeah. like that. So, so we um, want to make sure that you guys are safe and, you know, doing what you got to do. Yeah. Hey, if you have to get out of Dodge, you can come to my house and camp out all you Absolutely. want. Absolutely. Our I mean, house seriously. is always open. Yeah. So if you hear this and you need to get out of Dodge, come yeah. to Alabama. Send yeah. us a come message Come on, Alabama. Come join us here for a little bit and have a good frith time with us. We'll raise horns every night if we have to. Bonfires right. the whole That's night. Right. And you can forget about what's going on. Um, yeah, but seek out other people in the um, healing community if you need to get out. Um, band together, um, join each other in one homestead, and just protect each other. So, if you can, that's you know what the gods would want us to do anyway. So that's what our ancestors would do, and that's what the Norse would do. They would just band together in one homestead, and you know, look at um, what's that Thirteenth Warrior? Yeah, go watch the Thirteenth Warrior. <laughs> they sent people from one place to another and defended each other and did what they had to do. And that's from Ibn Fadlan. He saw that firsthand. So, with that said, guys, um, I want to hail you. I want to hail the day, hail the sons of day, 
and in the evening, hail the evening when it comes on this great um, Sunni's dogger. So um, thank you for joining me. Um, I'm trying to get more Modern Heathen Man out a lot sooner. There were some reasons why I was holding back for a little bit, but I'm thinking that those reasons are over at this time. So with that said, we're crossing the 30-minute mark. I'm going to thank you guys all for uh, joining me for the last 30 minutes. Hail to you for wanting to be a better heathen. Hail to all those listening. Hail to the gods. Hail to the ancestors. And hail to the Ein Heriar. Oh, I didn't even touch on that. It was Memorial Day. I want to hail the Ein Heriar. I want to hail all those warriors and members of the service that fought every day for our freedom. And let me be what I want to be today. So thank you all very much. And hail you for doing that. And hail anybody out there who is a member of the military now or who was a member of the military Hail you for your service. Um, that's it. So thank you guys so much. I want to thank you for joining me and Kelly. Hello, again. From Modern Hi. He the Man and <laughs> Hello. And uh, tell you all to have a great day. Have a great SUNY Dogger. <laughs>